Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm, what the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? We are two days away from the trifecta weekend in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I am super pumped. I am ready to do my first ultra of the season, and it's been like since November since I've done a November 2019 since I've done a Spartan Ultra, and I'm really pumped. Wanting to get that new bling looking belt buckle. Hopefully it goes everybody's way who's signed up to do the ultra. This venue looks relatively flat. If you've ever been to the Fayetteville venue, it's usually super hot there. Uh, It's calling to be overcast and 40% chance of rain right now. And I think it's going to be like a high 88. But, you know, early in the mornings it's going to be kind of cooler. So hopefully it'll be a good day and a good day to race. Like I said, I'm running the ultra there, and if it doesn't just crush me and kill me, I'm going to try to do the whole trifecta weekend and do the super in the sprint on a Sunday as well. I hope to see everybody out there. Speaking of trifecta weekends, on this episode, I have Mike Strobel on, who I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. He was in Ohio, and he ran his age group and went 1-1-1 for uh, the Beast and the Super and he, I uh, think he got second overall behind Cole DeRosa for the sprint. So <clears throat> I would say that was a pretty epic weekend for him. And Mike's been killing his age group. And he just moved up to another one and he's doing well in it too. And he even talks on this episode about dabbling into some elite heats coming up. So look forward to seeing how he does. And um, I enjoyed talking to him and uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. Here it is, Mike Strobel. Mike Strobel, what's going on today, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Mike, before we get into this interview, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Like, where are you from, man? Like, what you do for a living? So, I'm from Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, I work in a hospital. Uh, oh, me too. At, uh, oh, you're what? You work in a hospital? Yeah. Oh, sweet, dude. <laughs> what, you, what you do? What was that? What you do there? Oh, I'm a data analyst for uh, our trauma center. Oh, wow. Cool. You, yeah. You, you got a better job than I do. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a lot more fancy than what it really is. It's like, <laughs> like what I do, I could teach anybody how to do it. But, like, I went to school for it, so it's a big deal. <laughs> right. I, I work in maintenance, but I'm, I'm actually, I work for a hospital, but I'm actually over a couple of three-story buildings that are off-site. But I go back and forth to the hospital like a hundred times a day, it seems like. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But, uh, well, you got an important job too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it. It. I like it. You know, I'm industrial maintenance by trade, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was worked for a couple of factories, and they shut down. And a buddy of mine worked at the hospital, and he's like, "Hey, come out here and apply." You know, and it's been great, man. I love it, and I'll probably retire from there if they'll let me, or I don't do something stupid and get fired. You know how it goes in a hospital. 
Same here, man. <laughs> but like, at least you always have job security. Like the hospital's never hurting for money, you That's know, right. especially the one I work for. It's like, uh, we're a level one trauma center. So oh, wow. we get all the like big accidents that, that come like any car crashes. If like people get shot, like they come into our hospital, like they get transferred into our hospital Oh wow! and we like collect data to send to the state. And, uh, we have a lot to do with like funding for the hospital. So we take our data and analyze it to see like where, uh, we need to be spending more money if we need to hire more nurses, if we need to, you know, stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. So is that like a desk job more or less? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's actually work from home before I did that. Oh, I, was wow. work, I worked, uh, six years, uh, for the lab. I worked in, um, laboratory services for six years. I just recently, like six months ago, moved over to this position cause I graduated from grad school. Oh, sweet. I bet yeah. that was that was exciting to move into, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. and I was working nights at uh, in the lab, and it was just time for me to go. Like, I'm sure they were ready to get rid of me anyway <laughs> because I was calling out every Friday to come to Spartan races. <laughs> and, like, there would be there'd be weekends that I'd have to work. I'm calling out from the finish line. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's funny. How big is y'all's hospital? Ours is only like a 190-bed facility. We have like a 400 bath facility. Oh wow, y'all big, yeah. y'all big time then. And I might, I might be shortchanging us. Like it's a, it's a really big hospital. Like the other hospitals call it the big house. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but we're we're just a small regional hospital. But man, we probably got like 30 outside buildings that we all have to take care of and maintenance. So it's never a dull moment. Yeah. <clears throat> Do y'all have to deal with like joint commission and stuff over there too? Have to deal with what? Joint commission. Maybe I, but like I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally just focus on like what they tell me to do. Right. Yeah. Well, so and, and how old are you, Mike? I'm, I just turned thirty last year. You just turned thirty? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I was about to say I thought you was in the twenty. Are you still running in the twenty age group, or you're in the thirties no, now? They bumped me up in twenty nineteen. Right. Um. So. No. Wait a minute. No, okay, so yeah, 2019, I still ran in twenty in the 20 age group, and then last year was supposed to be my 30 age group, like, uh-huh. yeah, 2020 was supposed to be my 30, like, age group, like, coming out, you know, I was going to race there, but everything got canceled, so this year I started running in the, the 30s. I hear you, I hear you. So, did you, like, grow up in sports and stuff before you started doing this, or was this just something you found later on? Uh, no, I... I done sports like my whole life i've never really ran track or like cross country or anything like that but i've always like played sports um i played football when i was growing up basketball i wrestled in high school uh my big sport was baseball like i played baseball from the time i was five to like till i graduated from college i played college baseball at chawan university in northeastern north carolina so like my mom just always kept us like in sports like we never there was never a season where we weren't playing a sport right what, yeah. did, what did you like the most? I guess you probably enjoyed baseball the most, right? Yeah, baseball was always my passion because of how hard it is. Like, if you fail, if you if you succeed like 25% of the time in, in baseball, then you go in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of the hardest sports to do. So yeah. uh, that was always my favorite sport. And it was like one of the first sports I really got serious about. So it always had, it always had like a special like place in my heart even when I was in like high school I played football and baseball were my two big sports 
And my coach came up to me one time and was my football coach came up to me and was like, Hey, so uh, I actually need you to run track so you can get faster. So uh, don't play football. Don't play baseball this spring. And I was like, Oh no, like baseball is my number one sport. Like I'll quit football before I stop playing baseball. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then ultimately I went to play uh, college baseball. Right. And then yeah. after that, I got into some time went by and I got into Spartan racing. <laughs> Yeah, tell us about that. Like, how did you how did you find out about like OCR, man? So uh, you might know, like uh, Kirsten Velasquez got me into it. She's right. blessed OCR on Instagram. You might have seen her Instagram. She's she's at all the races. Right. But we she's from where I'm from, and we work. Uh, we were working at the, the same hospital. Oh, cool. We started around the same time, just by coincidence. And uh, back this was like, I mean, this was like 2000. 2016 somewhere around there 2015 so i was like uh i was like a gym rat i was like your prototypical like gym bro yeah i lifted all the time i never ran i thought i was in like amazing shape (laughs) and she found yeah (laughs) so she found like spartan racing online and was like you should do a spartan race with me come and do a spartan race and we're going to do the virginia super back when it was uh on the ski slope wintergreen wintergreen yeah <laughs> so i was like yeah like i'm in great shape you know i work out all the time it'll be it'll be easy you know back when like the supers were like 10 miles it'll it'll take us like a couple hours so oh, i went in there yeah i went in there not knowing what to expect like completely green we go we just ran the open and i swear to god it took me like six hours <laughs> I cramped, like both my legs cramped and i was crawling up the slopes at wintergreen and People would, uh, they would rent out, like Spartan races would rent out those, um, like nice, uh, condos, like on the yeah. course or whatever. And they were like throwing bananas at us. <laughs> to eat. It was terrible. Like I was so bad. And, uh, so I remember getting finished and I was like, okay, so that, that wasn't the best, but it wasn't that bad. Like, and I, somebody was telling me like, there are guys who do this like professionally. And I was like, okay, so I could have been too far off the professionals, what they do it in. And Robert Killian was there, and he did it in like an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm not in shape at all. Like, why did we do this? And from there, I ran, you know, I'm, I'm still running sparring races to this day. So, yeah. <clears throat> my first race was here in Conyers, you know, in Atlanta, you know, and that one's pretty mild compared to, yeah. you know, for a first one. And, and I was wrecked, sore, you know. And, and man, my story's exactly like yours i was a gym rat but i I did run like 5ks you know but like i never would go over like running three miles man because my knees would bother me a little bit you know but i you know i was going to gym for like an hour and a half two hours almost every day and it was the same thing some friends said hey we're gonna do this race come do it with us and i was like man i don't know if i really want to mess up some good running shoes going running in the mud you know and (laughs) Like I've been hooked ever since, but man, I can only imagine Wintergreen being your first race. I'm surprised you never, I, I, I mean, I'm surprised that would have went either one or two ways. You would have fell in love with it or you'd have been like, fuck this. I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just think I'm a masochist or something like maybe we all are. Cause like everyone's first race is kind of like that. Yeah. It kicks your ass. And then you're like, Oh my, you get done. And you're like, why did we do that? And then you sign up for like 12 more races. Right. And I had never, like, I didn't even run 5Ks back then. I, I never ran. Yeah. Like, I would literally just go to the gym. I was, a, I was like, 190 pounds of, like, pure muscle. And what do you weigh now? <laughs> like you're, you're tiny I'm, now, I'm wearing, ain't you? Like, yeah, I got real, I got a lot smaller. I'm, I'm about, like, 163, 164 now. Dang. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cause... I, I knew that had to happen. Like, up until, like, a couple of years ago, like, I was still trying to retain a lot of the muscle and stuff because I put in a lot of work to get, you know, right. put muscle on. So, it was, and it was kind of like a, uh, like a confidence thing. I was like, Oh, I want to be bigger, you know? And then I was like, if I really want to compete in these things, like I can't have all this muscle on me. I'm not, I mean, it's just, it doesn't work out (laughs) in your favor, you know? I know. Cause it was like, you know, before, you know, running five K's was just something I just did for fun. And I was going to the gym every day. And like, once I did like my first couple of races, I was like, man, this is what I was going to the gym for. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it clicked, you know, it's like, this yeah. is what the reason why I've been doing fitness, you know, it was for this, you know, I found what I want to do. So exactly. It gives you like a reason to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Up until then I was just like, I'd go, it was just like a part of my day. I'd go in a couple of hours, bang some rates around, go to work. And then and now when I go to the gym, I have like a reason to actually be there. Like I'm working towards something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I remember, like, I did my first couple of races, and I'd be like, man, I I would do the sprints, and I'd be like, no, I, I don't I don't know if I could do a super, you know. And then I'd be like, man, a, a beast, man, that's almost 14 miles. I just don't know if I can do that. And, like, yeah. even, like, towards the end of the second year, we had thrown around, like, um, the idea of doing, like, an ultra. And I was like, man, and I was telling my buddy, I was like, man, there's just no way. I just don't think I can do it. I don't think I can put in that many miles. I don't think my body will let me, you know. And I think it was like maybe a year and a half we went into New Jersey and did the uh, ultra in 2016, man. And it was, it was, it it crushed us, dude. And we decided, yeah, let's just drive up there and make a road (laughs) trip out of it. Man, we were stove up. A 16-hour drive back to Georgia, man. And it was Jesus. like the worst idea we ever had. I, I've never drove that far to a race ever since. <laughs> I've always done the beast there in, in like, April. And it's it's always still cold. And, yep. like, they, like, the one year I did it, they shut the – after I went through the uh, the dunk wall, they shut the dunk wall down. Oh, so oh that yeah. was cool. <laughs> that, that was, like, last year or the year before yeah, last. Yeah, 2019, yeah. I was at Palm Beach. That was the first year I'd skip New Jersey and I went to Palm Beach. <laughs> yeah, Palm Beach was nice. But, yeah, um, I don't know why. I've, I don't like mountain races, but, they're like, I like Jersey for some weird reason. I like West Virginia for some weird, weird reason. Yeah, like West Virginia is cool though. You know, West Virginia is just that venue. You know, where they usually yeah. it's usually a U.S. National Series race. Everybody and their mom is there, and it's just like a party, man, in the festival. Yeah, it's area. awesome. It's really cool. That's been like one of the the most fun races to go to ever since it started. You know, absolutely. It's just always and a good time. Yeah, that venue is just crazy. And mm. even, like, my friends are always like, hey, we should go to try to get it to, like, Hawaii, you know, because it's always that same weekend. Yep. And, I like, I always just want to go to West Virginia instead of Hawaii. I, I never thought I would say that. <laughs> Man, it's so expensive to get over to Hawaii, too, and you lose yeah. a day, you know. It's, it's cheaper for us to actually probably go to Sparta and do the trifecta over there than it is to go to Hawaii, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, I would like to I, do. From what I hear, my aunt um, moved, or she's moving over there, like, just for hotels and all that stuff, and to eat and fly, it's super expensive, oh, you yeah. know? So, I don't know if, maybe I'll do it one year just to say I, I, I've done it, but I don't know if, it's not on my, like, uh, bucket list, yeah. you know? 
The coolest part about it is where they like run through those old movie sets where Jurassic yeah. Park was and King Kong or whatever it was, Skull Island or whatever. Yeah. It just always looks pretty awesome over there. Yeah, it makes for some awesome pictures. My buddy Ben ran it, though. He said, uh, like, it's really hard. Like, the brush is just so thick and stuff. It's really hard for them to, you know, make, like, a, a super runnable course. Right. But, you know, I mean, it's Hawaii. What are you going to do, you know? <laughs> You're talking about Ben Icomades. I-, I don't. I don't. Yeah, Ben Icomades. Yeah, I was pretty close. Um, yeah, he's cool, man. He's been crushing it this year, man. He's gotten he's, fit. Dude, he is killing it. Yeah. Uh, we, we were talking in um, what's what race was it? Uh, Ohio. North Carolina race, like mm. this year, and we ran the like the sprint that Saturday. And I think uh, he came in first and I came in second overall or somewhere around, like around there. And uh, we were washing up afterwards. He was like, man, can you believe that we used to barely be able to do these? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, I can't believe we've come this far. Man, I remember just how ha- happy I was when I did my first race and I didn't have to do any burpees. I was just ecstatic. Yeah. Which it was always about making the spear for the longest time, man. Yeah. Like, and that probably come easy to you because my best friend, Michael, you know, he played baseball like his whole life. And even like into his 40s, they had like uh, whatever that league is where they just a bunch of guys get together, you know. And yeah. uh, he's never had a problem like hitting the spear. Like every blue moon, he might miss it. And I guess it's just that, you know, getting that muscle memory from just throwing baseballs all the time, you know. Was that a problem for you to learn how to throw the spear? Not really. Like I've, I'm more surprised when I miss it now than I am when I make it. You right. know what I mean? Like if I miss it, I'm like, what? What just happened? Like <laughs> I think this year I've missed one spear. Right. You know, and it, it shocked me. I was like, what? I never missed a spear. So yeah, it, it, I think it is just one of those things where like I've I played baseball for so yeah. long. Once you have that muscle memory down of how to throw it, it's there. Yeah, well, I still have to practice a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I was a skateboarder. I tell a lot of people, like, they try to pull it back way behind their head. Right. And when you do that, naturally, like, your arm twists when you go to release it, and you end up missing it. If you're right-handed, you miss it to the left, and if you're left-handed, you miss it to the right. So if you keep your hand in front of you and don't really cock it back, just kind of throw it from that position, it's going to go straight every time. Right. So what do you think about when you come up to the spear throw and you've got that mm-hmm. spear in your hand? What is like your, you know, your rotation that you go through to do it or your steps you proceed to throw before you throw it? What do you think about? Yeah. So first I look for um, a rope that's on my right side. Mm. Uh, and I think that's more just of like a, that's, I, I've been doing it for, I don't really think it makes a difference, but yeah. it's kind of makes me comfortable. You know what I mean? I know exactly so, what you mean. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. So I pull it all the way back, and then I take a couple of deep breaths to make sure my heart uh, rate goes slow, and then I make sure I can see the, the tip of the spear in front of me, and then from that position, I just launch it. And for, for me, it always works. But I think the biggest part is, like, making sure you get your heart rate down before you actually throw the spear. Do you do like Atkins does and, like, hold the rope against the spear when you throw it? I've never done that, but I, I me see neither. a ton of people doing it. I do too, and I'm scared to like try it because I'm being like, well, it'll probably make my hand slip on the spear and then it'll yeah. fall and hit the ground. That's what I've always been worried about with trying to do it that way. 
Yeah, I would I would have to practice it before I felt like comfortable doing it because I, I hit it the spear so much now. I'm scared to do anything like different, you know. Right. So Michael, man, work. I mean, I see a ton of the, the pro guys doing it. Right. So Michael, you just had an awesome weekend at Ohio. Yeah which was a trifecta weekend and you got one, one, one for all three races, except for the sprint. And you let old yeah. man DeRosa beat you by like 20 seconds, man. What yeah. happened there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you ask me something? I yeah. didn't know the end of that. Uh, so what happened there? So I think I just was like, so when I, when I finished the, I didn't expect to beat Cole first off because Cole's so good. He's a bad like, ass. I love exactly. that guy. The guy's an animal. He's the, if you want to talk about like goats when it comes to like age group, he is. That's, that would be my goat. Like when it comes to age group, it's Cole and then it's like everybody else. Yep. 100%. So when I beat him, beat him in the beast, I was like, okay, like got lucky or something. Maybe I, I just had a decent race. Then I won in the super and I was like, oh wow, like that's insane. I guess I'm in like better shape than I really thought I was in. And then I was like, there's no, I think I just doubted myself for the, the sprint. I should have just like went out, hot out of the gate. Yeah. But I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to be too. I, there's no way like it'll be me and him for the super because like, we've already run all these miles. Like it right. came, like someone ha- is going to come in fresh and be able to beat us. Right. So I went in there with that, like kind of defeatist mentality and about a mile in, I was like, Oh no, I'm, I'm actually running really well. Maybe I should, you know, pick it up a little bit. And then I started running. And by that time, it's too late. Like, yeah. you can't <laughs> you can't be doubting yourself at the starting line and expect to be somebody like Cole. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, but, and, and like you said, you know, y'all are running and you come out at different wave times. You can't mm-hmm. see each other. So it's either... You don't know if you're ahead of him or not, you know, because you're pretty much you have to go all out no matter what because you don't know what the other heats are going to do to, you know, to place one, one, one anyway. Yeah, exactly. And that's like kind of always my goal is to like I'm always comparing myself to, you know, what Cole and the like, especially just like what Cole does, you know, (laughs) because you still got like because I have aspirations to kind of run uh, a lead at some at some time. Yeah. Uh, I'm always like comparing our times, right. you know, cause if I, cause he jumps in sometimes and runs elite and, and podiums. So I'm yep. like, if I, if I can beat him, then I can compete in the elite wave. Yep. Yeah. So mm. it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, you just have to go out hot out of the gate, especially with a sprint. Like there's no time to be lost. That's right. Everyone's going out hot. Everyone's, you know, redlining the whole time. It's too short of a race to really conserve any energy or anything like that. You just have to run your fastest race. And I didn't do that. So he, he caught me on that last one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cause I sent him a text and I was, and, um, cause I pulled up, I was watching the athletes for the, all those races of the weekend. And I, I screenshotted it and sent it to him. I was like, Hey man, way to go. And he's like, yeah, I was going for that one, 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 but Mike pulled it out. <laughs> Like Cole's Cole's a cool guy, man. I ain't never yeah, seen. Really nice I've never seen Cole in a bad mood. He's just he's just a super positive guy, and he's just always cool to hang out with. Yeah, and super approachable too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. He 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 is a good face for the age group uh, crowd yeah, yeah. for sure. I agree. So thinking back, and I know you do this because I do it. Thinking back to that sprint, do do you think about like, where could I have a shave 20 seconds at? 
all the time. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I could have shaved off 20 minutes in the beginning there. Um, and just for me, like getting in and out of the obstacles really like faster, you're like, oh, right. you know, but you know, once you're, you're done and once you cross the finish line, it's kind of over. So you think about it for a little while and just, I immediately just go back to training. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your main focus for your training? Like what is your typical training week for you look like? I pack on like a lot of miles. So I, tr- my goal for the week is to try to run around like 70 miles. Oh shit. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know how I got, to- I think I just follow so many of the, uh, the Spartan pros. And I heard somebody say like one of them say that they, Oh yeah, I average around 70 miles. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I try to like mix it up. Like when I, in the more, when I, when I do my first run, I I try to keep it like low tempo, uh, like zone two and three, uh, around eight or eight to 10 miles. And then when I go to the gym later on in the day, I'll do like incline treadmill for like three or four miles just to try to get, you know, because I'm so bad on all the mountain courses, I want to try to get better at that. Right. And from everything I've, I've read, like, uh, I, I live in Virginia, so there's no, like, we have zero incline. Right. You know, you, you, I, if you're just running the street, you're never going to be able to get any, like, incline miles. Right. So I use the treadmill for all of that. Um, and I, then I do my speed work on, on Wednesdays. So I try to run at, like, a higher pace. And then I'll go to the, uh, there's a track maybe a mile away from my house, and I'll put in a lot of track work on Wednesdays. And Saturdays for me, I do, uh, is my long day. Mm -hmm. So anywhere between like 27 to 30 miles on my long day. And then on Sunday is active recovery. And, uh, I'll get like a bunch of my friends together and we'll go, uh, rucking or sometimes we'll, we'll go like hiking, just something like super low impact to give my legs some rest. Right. And, uh, I try to live, I go to the gym and lift a little bit too, but like I lift more for, uh, strength. Yeah, for strength and not for, like, volume and stuff like that. So how many hours are you training a week, man? You sound super Uh, busy. I mean, probably about (laughs) 20 hours a week. It's like a part-time job. (laughs) Wow. That's a lot of training, man. Yeah, according to my garment, it's around, like, 20 hours a week. So, yeah. You might not be running with the elites, but I guarantee you you're training like they are, man. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean... I think I'll get there one day. I mean, a lot of those guys, that's their background. Like, because when I was running in 2019, I was like, well, I'm training all this. I'm doing, spending all this time training and I don't feel like I'm any closer to these guys. And then you start looking into their backgrounds and you're like, oh, they've been doing this forever. Yeah. Like, this is their thing. Like, they've, they've always done this, you know? So it's kind of almost like you're playing catch up, which I'm, I'm fine with. Like, uh, I mean, I kind of like the solace of kind of just like running by yourself and, like I'll, I'll listen to a book or listen to like podcasts where I'm running. So for me, like it sounds weird, but it's like I look forward to it. Right. <laughs> it's what? like my long days when I do uh, 30 miles on thir- 27 to 30 miles on uh, Saturdays. Yeah. I buy an audio book. Like I make a whole event of it. So it's kind of like fun for me. Oh, which sounds cool. weird, but. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite podcast to listen to? I literally listened to, well, your podcast, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right answer, Mike. So, um, I, I try to listen to podcasts that are kind of just like stupid, right? like just dumb stuff because I like so much of my time is spent, uh, 
like running and training. Right. Like I, I try to get my mind away from like Spartan and like, I know some people like to listen to like Spartan podcasts and mm-hmm. they like to listen to like, uh, like running podcasts. And it it feels weird to me to listen to a running podcast while I'm while running. you're running. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to like listen to just like comedians or something stupid like that. Um, throw on Joe Rogan or somebody or, uh, like, uh, the brilliant idiots is one of my favorite ones. Like, right. Just two guys just talking shit to each other the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. <clears throat> so, what would you say is like your favorite workout that you do? It's mm, a good one. Um, recently, I would say probably my long run is my right. favorite workout, and just because I've I just really started getting into like how to do it more effectively. You know what I mean? So uh, I think about it, like I think about it all week. I like lay out the stuff I'm gonna wear and lay out my nutrition. And because like I never thought I would be able to just go out and run 30 miles, yeah. you know, on a, a random day. Like for me, I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not like a natural runner, so that's crazy to think I'd be able to do that. And now that I actually can do it, it's 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 like a it helps my confidence. So I'd say probably right now it's that. Man, if you went from not being a runner to now you're running like 70 miles a week, I'd say you're pretty natural at it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I, so weird, though, because, like, I would say, you know, if I if I ever got, like, if I didn't podium or I got, like, third, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not a natural runner. Like, it was an excuse <laughs> for a long time. You know what I mean? I was right. like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of bulky and I'm not a natural runner. So, you know, it is what it is. And then I was like, well, one day I just clicked. I was like, oh, that's just an excuse. Like, no one... Like, what is a natural runner anyway, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So how did you get to, like, 70 miles? Like, was it a slow progression? Definitely. Like, you can't just jump in and do it because you'll kind of hurt yourself. And, uh, you know, I've, I've like, had little injuries here and there from trying to, like... Do too much. Yeah, exactly. Do too much too soon, you know? And uh, a big, like, mistake I made was when I first started getting into running, everything was, like, high pace. Yeah. Every time I ran, I tried to run as hard as I could. Me too. And I would get, yeah. So, you know, exactly. I would get lower, like, leg injuries all the time. Yep. And I was like, well, how do people do this? Like, you read about, you know, people being able to run ultra marathons and they're packing on all these miles, but I try to do it and I can, you know, I can barely make it through the week, you know? But for me, it was just like learning that everything doesn't have to be high tempo. Like, you're you're actually putting in more, like, you have to run slow to run fast. Like someone said that to me and it's, it's really like the truest thing anyone's ever said to me. Like you have to run slow to run fast. Right. Like you have to build that base in those lower zones to be able to, you know, withstand running at higher speeds for a longer amount of time. Like you, that's where you build your endurance. Right. Yep. So, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> and shoot, man, if you're just now 30, man, you ought to be, you know, crushing it when you get, like, you know, in 40, you know, your aerobic endurance should be like climbing Good as we roof. speak, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, the the miles and the time that you're putting in, man. And I mean, you've been running, I mean, how many, how many Spartan races have you done? You've done quite a few. I honestly couldn't tell you anymore. Officially, I think it's somewhere around 70. Right. But, you know, unofficially, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I was... Spartan loses your, you know, has lost a couple of my races here and there. Oh, mine too. But yeah, like they'll send you that little uh, little notification thing about how many trifectas you've got. Yeah, it's year. always bullshit. It's always yeah. missing like two or three. Yeah, yeah, mine is too. 
I'm missing a whole trifecta on mine. Yeah. So, like, out of all the races that you've done, how many ultras have you done? I've only ever done one ultra, but it was Vermont. Oh. And and Ben talked me into it. (laughs) Not ready. (laughs) And he he almost killed me. uh, So, yeah, we got – it was my first time running in Vermont, and I wasn't – it was still during the time where I wasn't taking it like super seriously, like running super seriously. Right. And Ben was like, yeah, he's an animal. So he's like, yeah, just do the ultra with me. You'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. <laughs> and he talked me into it. So I was like, all right, dude, I'll do the ultra with you. We signed up that Friday and I knew it was a mistake because we drove up, you know, that Friday, got out the car to, to register or pick up our packets. And I looked at the mountain. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like I'm going to die. <laughs> And then uh, Kirsten was with was with us, and she said uh, she was telling me like she wanted to do it too, because he talked her into doing it too, because he's an insane person. Right. So she's <laughs> like, okay, well, Mike, you got to stick with me because there's no way I'm going to be able to do this if I'm doing it alone. So I stuck with her up until the death march, and she was like, there, I can't finish this race. She's mm-hmm. like, you, you're just going to have to go along without me. So that was at about mile ten, and this is when Spartan was real like finicky with their mouths like yeah. so they'd be like oh it's a it's a 12 mile right or the loop is 12 miles but it's really like 16 yeah <laughs> so yeah i do the death march i uh, get to the uh drop bin and i found out that i, I lost my uh headlamp they won't let you out to the second loop without a headlamp oh man and i was like dang i'm gonna have to dnf and uh i'm just asking people like hey look how about your your uh your headlamp i swear i'll give it back and this guy was like here you can have mine man i'm i'm, I'm dropping i'm dnf <laughs> and i was like look i want to i'll pay you for it i have some money on my wallet he's like nah just take it man so well, cool. <laughs> shout out to that guy because yeah. i want to finish so i went back out and i finished the ultra and that's the only ultra i've done but i signed up for it again this year to get kind of like get redemption oh hell yeah i got talked into it again this year too like man every time i've finished that race i said i'm not doing this again and i've signed up for this will be my third year going so yeah it's so hard (laughs) it's it's definitely a love hate relationship you hate it when you're done but a week later you're like man that was awesome and i want to feel that experience again exactly exactly you get like a rush after you after you finish it definitely yeah man yeah when i did the ultra there uh i think it was in like 2017 i remember like i started when it was dark and when i finished it was dark (laughs) (laughs) it took me all day it makes out for a long day people would go uh we'd be you know marching up a hill or marching down a hill and people were like watch out you know there's ultras coming through and i'm like y'all don't have to move dude i'm not running (laughs) i know i'll I'll hear them say that and it'll be like ultra coming through and i'll be like man y'all running a good pace i'll just hang here (laughs) yeah you're not doing them any favors man i'm dying so man, you kind of like baptism by fire. Your first Spartan race was Wintergreen, which is probably yeah. the hardest super there ever was, and your yeah. first ultra was Killington, man. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty awesome, dude. My hats off. Because I have friends who love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both times, my friends were like, "You can do it." Yeah, you can do it. It, it was kind of really, like, yeah, I really miss uh, the Wintergreen race. Like me too. Because it was in, you know, it was the closest race to me, and it was one of the tougher ones. And everyone used to show up. Like yeah. I used to really have like like a love hate relationship with it. Yeah, I wish they could bring it back. But from what I've heard, like the homeowners association really like didn't like Spartan there. So, guess it'll never happen again. But 
I can dream, I guess. <laughs> I was there the last year it was there, and we I volunteered during that week, and uh, I know they didn't like how like a lot of trash would get on the course, and we were putting together Tyro, and we were doing hammering where they said that the stakes were safe to hammer those big, met, long metal stakes, you know, that they used to keep Tyro supported with. Right. And we we hammered one into one of the uh the I guess it was one of the water lines to the snow machine or whatever. Oh. So I'm I, I'm sure they were pretty pissed about that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that was one I, I I only did it that one year at 2017. I think was the last year that they had it. But uh yeah, yeah I'm like you, man. It, it it's an awesome race and the new Virginia venue, it's cool, but it is yeah. it's flat as a board. But I mean, yeah. it's a cool venue, but it ain't no wintergreen, you know. Yeah, it's weird too because where they had the new venue is there's mountains all around it. Like yep. And I love a, a flat race just as much as the next guy, but it's like I just kind of wish they kept that that race in the mountains, like because yeah. it still was super close to like Shenandoah and stuff. Yeah. So, like you go to the venue and you're at this like flat, the race is all flat, and in the distance there's mountains everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like the challenge of the mountains is always super yeah. cool when you go to these races. You know, that's one thing about Spartan. Like most of the time, Spartan will be like they put an obstacle race on like a cool venue whereas mm -hmm. most of the other obstacle races they just give you an obstacle race you know what i mean yeah so that's what i love about spartan too yeah me too i mean they catch a lot of flag from people like on the internet and stuff like that oh, yeah. but um it's it's still my favorite race to do i yeah. mean i i don't foresee me ever just being like, oh, I'm done with sport. I'm never going to race this again. Like, you know, well, I get more from just the people I see every time I go. Right. It's a community. Yeah. You know, the community is, for me, the community is what kind of makes it, you know. You, yeah. may, you meet so many, like, different people and, like, so many new people. I'd be really sad if anything ever happened to it. Me too. I mean, and to me, you know, and it's a, you know, it's a money thing too. Like, you buy the pass – you can do a lot for oh, yeah. a little bit of money, you know. And, I mean, it's just the Spartan has more venues, especially here in the southeast, you know. There's a lot of races that I can literally drive to. And so, I mean, it's just the most bang for your buck for OCR, I mean. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Uh, my buddy, he did the trifecta weekend with me uh, in Ohio, and he, you know, paid for all the races. And I was like, dude. Just buy a pass. Like yeah. once you get to like your fourth race, you've paid now, for it. Every race after that, you're saving money. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like you, you might as well just buy the pass. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, man, I saw a post on your Instagram about you passed out at the Jacksonville race one year. Man, yeah. tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun. I came in first though. Oh, hey, hey, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, that was in uh, I think it was in 2019. It was like the first race of the year. And uh, it was the one of the U.S. like national yep. series races. Yeah, I was there. So, that one, I think. Yeah, I was in. I think I was in second and third, jockeying for second and third the whole race with this guy. And then right at the end of the race, the guy who was in first kind of just blew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was able to pass him and got my heart heart rate just really high. Finished the race. You know, 
get hugs, dapping people up, high fives, took pictures, you know, talked to the to two guys that came in second and third. And then I went to go sit down and uh, I just felt really strange. And my face kind of like started like swelling up a little bit. Oh, wow. I don't know what happened. Um, crazy. And I started feeling really dizzy. It's never happened to me before. And I was trying to call like people that were sitting next to me to uh, get me help. And somebody walks up to me and was like, are you okay? I was like, no, I need like a medics, like something's wrong. Um, so they got a medic over to me and he goes, well, you know, let's try to stand you up. And I was like, well, I feel dizzy. Like, I don't want to stand up. I was laying on the ground. I'm like laying face down on the ground. Right. I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. You know? <laughs> and he was like, well, let's just try. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I got up and as soon as I got up, I, I was out. I mean, I, I don't even know how long I was out, but oh, when I came back to the guy was like, we got to get you to a hospital because you just passed out. And I was like, oh, okay. So oh. they took me to a hospital and it was like, I hate to say it, it was like a really rinky dink, like metal uh, ER, <laughs> like a standalone ER in the right. middle of nowhere. And uh, <laughs> the nurses kind of didn't know what to make of my uh, cardiac levels because they said my cardiac levels were kind of high, right. but I've worked in a lab for you know six years so i i was like well i'm a runner so you know they're gonna be kind of high I, I run all the time right and lady was like well we don't know we don't want to let you like leave and something happens to you like you could have had a heart attack or something and i was like i'm pretty like, I'm, I'm pretty young huh. i'm i'm sure i didn't have a heart attack but like they had called my mom my grandparents they were all freaking out so oh, nobody sure. wanted to let me leave so they transferred me to this you know a bigger hospital and i had to wait to see a cardiologist and he comes in and goes, oh, you know, what happened? He's asking me, you know, how I felt. And I was like, yeah, I was racing. And, um, like, I, I passed out afterwards. And he was like, uh, I think you just uh, overextended yourself. Like, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, you, li you live in a climate, like, it was still cold where we were. And then you come down to Jacksonville, Florida, and it's uh, hot and humid. And you, your body kind of wasn't adjusted to that. And on top of that, you just overexerted yourself. Yeah, thanks, so coach. They let me. Yeah, they <laughs> let me go that day, and uh, I tried to make light of it, like trying to be funny, like, "Oh, you know, I passed out, haha." And I guess like people in my comments were like, "That's not funny." Yeah, <laughs> dude, it happened to me. I thought it was, you know. Right, <laughs> but I mean, it's definitely a serious thing, man. But it yeah, it just 100%. sucks you could, you didn't get an indefinite answer, especially after you probably had a pretty big hospital bill just for him to say, "Oh, yeah. you overextended yourself." Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more or less it's saying. To pay off. Yeah. yeah, it's more or less the doctor saying, "Well, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I'm going to give you this line here. Exactly. That's something you probably already knew." <laughs> yeah, from the nurses and stuff I've uh, spoken to, they said that I probably should. I would have been fine if I didn't stand up. Uh, and they were saying like, when whenever you stand up, your blood pressure drops. Yeah, uh, blood pressure was already probably pretty low from you know working out so hard. So you stand, it gets too low, and you, you black out. Hmm. So that's that's most likely what happened. Yeah. But, yeah, it happens, you know. It's not the first time I've passed out, so. <laughs> oh, really? So you pass out a lot? <laughs> no, I mean, it's only happened the two times. Uh, I was playing football one year, and in August, uh, we had football practice, full pads, and we are running wind sprints. Oh, uh, uh, like in the heat. We. Yeah, in the heat, and, you know, people are throwing up and passing out everywhere, and, you know, in the Virginia humidity, so. Man, it's good that, uh, you know, there were people around you, too, when that happened. Yeah, I'm really happy that there were people. The people uh, 
who actually came and helped me out because uh, I was really scared. And, you know, when it yeah. happened, I was scared. Like, I didn't know what was going on because I've never had anything like that happening before, you know. Mm. Even when I passed out from playing football, like, it was real quick. I'm down on my knees and I got right back up. Like, I didn't even go all the way out, you know. Mm. But th- after that Spartan race, I was I couldn't tell you how long I was out. I was out cold. Wow. That is scary, yeah. dude. I saw on another one of your Instagram uh, posts is that you uh, you placed second at the 2019 uh, U.S. National Series race oh, at West yeah. Virginia. Yeah, that had it was to like be the highlight of my career so far. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I that looked like an awesome experience, man. You, yeah, it really was. I mean, you're definitely on your game if you're making the podium at that, you know. So. Yeah, the best of the best, you know what I mean, show up to run that race every yeah. year. And it was me me and Anthony, Anthony Duant were uh, first and second the whole race. And then I think about like mile 11, he went up a hill and I never saw him again and he, he got the win. But right. uh, yeah, it was, it was one of my best races, I feel like. Like everything just kind of clicked. And you got the cool triangle wedge, man. That's I awesome. know. I was I was psyched. <laughs> That's the shit. <laughs> I ran up to the podium like <laughs> there was no shame for me that day. I was I was so psyched to win to come in second in that race. I don't know what it is about West Virginia, but my I don't I don't know if it's just the the state or whatever or me running there, but I I rarely have problems with my calves trying to cramp, but. I've mm-hmm. been to West Virginia three times now, and every time I go there, they try to cramp on me like midways through the beast. The next yeah. day during the super and the sprint, I'm good, you know. It's like the super is always a better race for me than the beast, man. I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's that. it has something to do with like that swim they take you on. Could be. Like just being in that cool water for, yeah. you know what five or six minutes just relaxes your muscles just enough that when you get out and try to to run they cramp up on you yeah. because my cast did that in 2019 a little bit like and i never cramp up like yeah, yeah i got to one of the obstacles and i was like oh what's <laughs> what's this <laughs> yep so all right michael man so everybody i have on the show i usually run through a series of questions that i ask everybody's man so mm-hmm. and you probably already answered this question, but to this date, what's been the, your most favorite race and why? Um, it would have to be uh, West Virginia, the West Virginia Beast in 2019. We were just speaking about, like my, for one, my whole family's from West Virginia. Like right. my, oh, that's cool. Both my my uh, paternal grandparents are from West Virginia. My mom's from West Virginia. Like I have a lot of family there. So whenever I we drive up, I get really excited because I, I went there every summer when I was a kid. So like it, it just kind of holds like a sentimental, like piece of my heart when I drive up there. Oh, that's cool. And, um, yeah. And two, it's an amazing venue, yeah. you know, and everyone's there. Like, I just feel like everyone makes it a point to make it to that race. So people you'll see at, you might not see the whole season. You will definitely see at West Virginia. Yeah. You know what I mean? And three, because I actually, I podium there for a, uh, a U.S. National Series race. Heck yeah, you know? man. <clears throat> so to this day, that, that's that's my favorite venue, and it's it's my favorite race. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah, um, and I feel like they mix it up, like, oh, you yeah. know, 
they mix it up enough for the, where the runners can run and the climbers can climb. And it's really like, it's the best way to see who is like the best. Cause it's, it has a little bit of, it has a little bit for everybody, you know? Yeah. And they usually have pretty good carries there too. Yeah. 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 It's like all those carries are usually pretty memorable that I, I mean, yeah. I can remember every carry I've done at West Virginia. Yeah, the carries are awesome. Carries yeah. are when I make up my time, so I'm really happy about it. <laughs> right, I hear you, man. Yeah, I was upset when I went to Florida in the beginning of the year and they didn't have the sandbag carry, and I was uh, like, well, dang, man, like, you know, that's where I make up my time with these skinny guys. I need the carries. Yep, <laughs> that's me too. I mean, I, I love that sandbag that we had in yeah. 2019 where you had to go through that swamp with it. Yeah. That was awesome, man. That was awesome. That was a good time. You know, yeah. and I actually like the bucket carry before you could put it on your shoulder because I think it, it definitely was, makes it easier. Exactly. And it made it yeah. like a more challenging obstacle. And exactly. I was good at carrying it in front of me. Like that was like a carry that I knew I would be better than a lot of people at, but now it's just turned into another log carry more or less. Yeah. And then like when you have to carry it in front of you, it, it will tax out your grip your back having to keep it like grab the bottom of it you know yep. so it's it's like complements the other obstacles so right. if your grip is getting taxed there like it's gonna make every obstacle after that a little bit harder right. you know so then when you you're able to throw it on your shoulder you don't have that exactly you know? so i, I kind of miss it too but yeah you know it is what it is yeah, i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do kind of like that they have the cap on it now and you don't have to fill yeah. it up. I kind of like that. I like that they have the cap because I remember, like, when I first started racing, you know, they fill it up to the the uh, holes and you definitely had guys that had it half-filled, you know, and you're like, yeah. come on, dude, yeah. you know? Yep, exactly. Because, like, they oh, wouldn't the check rules. it when you would come back through, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, like some races you go to, it feels like they've got the cap on it, but they're just half full. And then other races you go to, it feels like they're filled to the brim too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Like uh, my buddy, we were doing the Palmerton race in 2019, and he said that the first bucket he got, he was like, I put it back down and told one of the volunteers they should, uh, you know, like put it to the side because there were almost no, there were almost no rocks in it. Right. He's like, it was, I picked it up. He's like, he picked it up and almost fell because he's expecting, you know, there to, it to be kind of heavy and it just wasn't at all. Yeah. So, you know, it's probably from people running, running open and maybe they take some of the rocks or God forbid run an age group or something, take a little bit of the rocks out, make it easier. But uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's right. Did you go to uh, New Jersey in 2017 where they had the bucket carry like right towards the end of the beast and yeah. you ran down to the bottom of the hill and then you had to pick up that bucket and carry it way back up that slope. Back up the hill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, they had like Twister. Yep. And then they had uh, the rope climb yep. right at the end. Oh my God. That was an awesome finish. Yeah. I love that bucket I carry. I love when they do that. Yeah. Like stack the obstacles like that right at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So to this day, what has been your least favorite race or your race that you dislike the most and why? Good question. I haven't really like disliked any of the races, but I would probably say like Vermont because I was I ran the ultra before I was ready. 
Right. And I should have, I shouldn't have allowed myself to do that. You know what I mean? Um, and I, you know, I should have like waited till I was ready to actually compete in the ultra before doing it, you know? Yeah. So this year I'm hoping to, to be a little bit better at it. Oh, that one and big bear, <laughs> just because in like I ran big bear in 20, I want to say 2019 and I just completely bought the wrong gear. Um, I don't like, I looked on the weather app and it was supposed to be a lot colder than I thought it was going to be. Right. So I bought this big jacket and I, I wore like these pants that were supposed to, you know, keep you, the, your heat in or whatever. Yeah. And I got out and I was late, late getting up, late getting, like I just made it to the start line and it was maybe 20 degrees hotter than I thought it was actually going to be. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, okay, well I'm screwed. Like <laughs> I just was not prepared. So, and that race was at elevation, man. How, how do you do when yes. you go to the races that are at elevation? Does it bother you? It definitely kills me. Um, I've had some people tell me, like, it's all in your head, but yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I would. Every time, every time I've done a race uh, with elevation, it, it feels like I can't breathe, right. you know? And I come from, I'm in Virginia, Virginia Beach area. There is no elevation here. We're under sea level. Yeah. So, when I fly to the West Coast to do a race, and I'm... In Big Bear on our, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Tahoe? What's the other race in California they do every year? Tahoe? Tahoe. I'm in Tahoe, and I I just feel like I can't breathe. People are like, oh, it's all in your head. I'm like, dude, no, it is not. Yeah, I would not. (laughs) This elevation stuff is real. Yeah. I don't think I would do good. I've never done one, but I don't think I'd be great at it either. (laughs) It just feels like I can't, like, catch my breath. You yeah. know what I mean? I, f- I feel like I'm taking a lot of, like, really short, quick, <gasps> like, I can't ever, like, steady my breathing out. Right. <clears throat> I, w- I would probably be the same way. I've got, like, a borderline asthma. Like, it usually doesn't bother me at all, but if I have, like, an allergic reaction or if I'm catching a cold or something, it'll usually mm-hmm. flare it up. So I've got a good feeling that if I go somewhere where it's harder to breathe, it's probably going to flare up. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my guess. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, Michael, what is your race ritual? Like, do you have, like, a ritual that you do, like, Friday night? Like, Monday morning, do you eat the same things? Like, what's, like, gear you swear by? Like, tell us your secrets to make Michael kick ass like he does. So, Friday, I try to not, like, Friday when we eat, like, I try to not eat past 8 because I don't want anything like heavy sitting on my stomach. Um, when I wake up that Saturday morning, I usually, I've always done this. Like even with baseball, I used to dress in like my uniform and sleep in it. So <laughs> for Spartan, I, I, I still do it to this day. Like the shorts I'm going to wear and the socks I'm going to wear, I put those on and I sleep in them. Oh, and shit. So when I, I get up, I'm just ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I've done it since I was a kid. So I do that. Uh, usually I forget breakfast. So uh, Kirsten usually brings extra breakfast, and then I kind of look at her, and she goes, here, I know you don't have any breakfast. Eat this. Uh. So I steal her breakfast. <laughs> uh, get to the venue, run around a little bit, uh, take a pre-race poop. That's what everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> uh, if I not, you're in trouble. <laughs> uh, what did you say? I said, if, if you don't do that before the race, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, you're in big trouble. <laughs> so take your PRP, uh, 
<laughs> I drink a little bit of um, pre-workout, like literally like a, a quarter of a little little uh, scoop just to get some caffeine in my system. Right. And then start in line and I'm ready to go. Hey. So, man, I ask this question pretty much to everybody on the show. And most of the time, I relatively get kind of like the same answer until now. Like, uh-huh. when you said that you go to sleep in your race gear, man. Yeah, dude. Every time. Like, if I was, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be able to race. Like, it would it'd be in my head the whole time. And, I like, I did it all through college. Everyone thinks it's weird. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I just, just, I like, just think it's. I sleep in my baseball uniform. My, my friends just be like, what the hell is the matter with this kid? Like, he's, he's insane. And I, like, I got my um, Instagram handles, Wild Boy Strobe. I got that in college, and that might be a part of it. Like, I think it's cool, man. I mean, it just kind of goes back to, like, you know, because a lot of the, you know, well, I mean, just from what I've watched, like, on the major league movies, they all, a lot of those (laughs) guys had, like, their rituals and, like, things they went, well, it's good luck, you know, and stuff like that. I just think that's kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, like, playing baseball, like, Every baseball player has rituals. Like, oh, yeah. Weird, weird, it's just, like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird things you have to do before you go to an at-bat and stuff like that, and it just crosses over to OCR, too. Right on. So, uh, Michael, what is, like, the craziest thing you've ever seen, like, in the middle of a race? Oh, man. So, we were in, uh, I want to say it was Georgia. I want to say it was, yeah. You saw some crazy yeah. shit in Georgia? I don't believe yeah, that. because we were, <laughs> no, I swear, we were running through, uh, like, just these, in the middle of the woods somewhere, and we're running, and this me and this other guy's a little bit behind me, and this huge deer jumps, like, inches away from my face. Oh, I wow. swear to God, it was, he, like, just comes through the woods, uh, like, jumps, clears the, the path we're running on, and just goes back into the woods and starts running again, and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> like, it almost hit me, you know what I mean? That and in uh, New Jersey, uh, in 2019, or it might have been 2018, there were bears. bears. Like, we're running up the mountain, oh, wow. and they were like, stay on this side of the course, like, there's bears over here. Uh, and I was like, what the? And you look over there, and it's two baby, like, little cubs. And I was like, oh, my God. That means like, mama's somewhere. Please, yeah, the mama's somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, please don't let us get mauled. Running a Spartan race. like. <laughs> Man, there was a bunch of deer when we did that Lake Lanier race at Georgia. I wonder if that's the one. Is that the one you're talking about? I think about? it might have been that one, yeah. yeah. That's such a cool venue, man. I love that venue. That is an awesome venue. It's way... I ran, uh, bat, was it Battle Frog, the old Battle Frog? Right. There, right before they stopped. It was like their last race they did. Yep, and it was there, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Michael, man, I'm all out of questions, dude. Is there anything you want to add, you know, so people can, you know, find you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever? Yeah, man, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Wild Boy Strobe. Wild Boy Strobe, it's all one word, and I'll follow you back. I, and if I don't, you know, just hit me up in my DMs, and I'll make sure I will. All right, sweet. And man. I'm not really on Facebook a lot, but my Facebook is uh, just Michael Strobel. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you going to Fayetteville this weekend? So I'm not going to Fayetteville. I was supposed to, but uh, I promised one of my friends I would do high rocks with them. And so I'm going to do that. I bought a ticket to go do that. Where is it but at? Yeah, is that the one that's in Chicago? That's in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's like a Which big one, isn't it? Fayetteville is 
maybe five hours away and mm. I have to I had to spend money to fly to Chicago, but I've mm. I've bailed out on Kirsten like for three high rocks in a row. I've been like, Yeah, I'll go and then I'm like, nah, I'm going to do a spot. <laughs> so she finally was like, dude, come on. Like <laughs> Man, you'll probably do so real good at it too. Have you ever done one? I've never done one. You'll probably be good at it. I'd probably be pretty decent at it. Um but like I haven't been training for that specifically just because I'm only gonna do one. Right. So I'm still just been doing my regular spot and training. Right. Well, right on, man. Well, uh, what other plans you got for 2021, dude? Uh, I'm just going to try to hit up as many races as I can, really. Going to do Palmerton. Uh, Me too. Hopefully, I'll get some. I'm going to try to jump in at a couple of elite events on, I'm thinking probably like Sundays, run age group on Saturday, jump in a lead on Sunday to see how I do there. Hell yeah. And I'll, yeah, I'll just try to get to as many races as I can. Hell yeah, dude. Well, man, you're crushing it, man. So man, Thanks, I look man. forward to watching you and see how you do, man. I remember my buddy, I, I, I guess I never really, uh, recognized you. And I guess it was a couple of years ago. I started kind of like watching you and my buddy, uh, Brian Beal, you know, Rebel oh, yeah. Trucker. Oh, Rebel Trucker. Oh, Rebel Trucker. <laughs> that yeah. fool. He uh, he said, yeah, man, on Michael Strobel, man, he's badass. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's my boy, man. I like him. He's good. Oh, he's man. People. He's the coolest, man. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing him this weekend in Fayetteville. Yeah, I wish I was going now. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I, I look forward to seeing you in Killington, and I'll see you at Palmerton, too. Yeah, awesome, man. I'll be there. You going to do Asheville? I'll be in Asheville too, yep. In West Virginia, I'm sure. Absolutely, I'll be in West Virginia. All right, yep, West Virginia too, yep. All right, cool. Hey, Michael, I appreciate you taking time to do this. Yeah, man, thanks for sharing your platform with me, dude. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Mike again for taking time to talk to us. I hope to see everybody out at Fayetteville this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. It's the first Ultra. Like I said earlier, uh, I hope everybody's prepared, been hydrating, got your list and your bucket packed or your drop bin or whatever. So I'm going to leave you with one solid tip. And here it is. Don't drop off your drop bin on Friday at packet pickup. And here's the reason why in the middle of the night, when you wake up, you might start second guessing yourself. And I did this at the Carolina ultra 2018. I woke up and I was like, do I have a headlamp? Where is it at? You know, so I would search my luggage and I can't find it. So I was like, shit. So I get up and go to Walmart. It's like 2.30 or something like that. And I go and get me a headlamp. So I have a headlamp to start the race. And wouldn't you know, it was in my bucket the whole time. And if I would have had my bucket in the room, I could have checked it right then and there and had peace of mind. But since I went and took it on Friday during packet pickup, I didn't know. So anyway, just peace of mind. Keep that bucket with you. But get your packet. Pick up your packet on Friday if your travel allows it. But you might decide to change something the last minute or add something to your bucket. Like, oh, you decided you want to have another snack or something. Do you want to put in there or anything like that? Or you forgot to put some bandages in it or, you know, some... Um, stuff for chafing, you know. So that's why I say take your drop bin on Saturday morning and make sure you get there early enough so you can do that. Anyway, hope everybody has a great race this weekend. If you see me out there, 
come up to me and say, hey, what's up? Follow, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and we'll see you next race. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.